0: Madrasa on A
1: Assalamu wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to your program, Madrasa on A, e. course, Developing Islam in Me. I'm your host, Yasmina Peterson, along special guest in studio, none other than Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. Do know that you can send through a WhatsApp or SMS. If you have any questions, we're also in our first segment being Knowing My Lord and Sheikh is going to be continuing as to where Sheikh stopped just before the break. Sheikh, bismillah.
0: Shukran for that one and to Yasmina. Alhamdulillah, we were just before the break. We were speaking on the issues that happened in the time of Nabi And the process of understanding what happened with it with, with, with the process of how those people reacted and what Allah did with the lives and it happened to the community a major amount of them became what we call today homosexual now the process of as as I said there is a, 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 a level of people who, for that matter, are born uh, um, with a, 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 a double organ, a, a, a sexual organ, and, and, and that has an effect on their body. But they can be nurtured into a lifestyle to choose of being either a male or a female, right? Because. The law by Allah is a person must either be male or he must either be female And if Allah tested him, he must be able to go through the test and having to deal with it But when a person is born a male And he wants to live the life of a female And wants to deal, do things as a female Or a person is a male and he wants to interact as, with, 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 with other males and, But he's been given the, the right to be a male or a person was born to be a female and she prefers being with other females as interacting with the sexual the sexual uh, uh, life together then that is un-islamic that is against the law of allah for allah that tells us what we must do and how we must live our life now we also need to understand that the circumstances that we find ourselves in today that there is solutions from an islamic process side. from Islamic side, those things that we need to be able to go to. And we must not be a people to be heistful to curse and or uh, uh, judge other people. It's not fit, fit fit for us, right? We identify that this person has been challenged and so each and everyone must know that we, we are challenged and so when we are challenged we must be able to ask the question, so in the circumstances of my challenge what am I supposed to do? What did Allah instruct us? What is the law of Allah? How did Allah guide us? There's a group of people today in South Africa, Cape Town, more specific, who goes out to encourage the negativity, the facade, the haram, and open it, to open the door under the name of Islam. Subhanak wa wala quwata illa billah. It is an Islamic. They are not Muslim. They've chosen. Now, this is a sad thing. When the person is doing the act and he start to make claims against Allah and His Rasul, that is kufr, and he prefers to be a kafir. He is the kafir. He calls for kufar. on I am not saying he's a kafir. I'm saying he calls for kufr. On himself why Allah makes a statement and he makes a statement opposing to that now the and so anybody who claims and says nay Islam doesn't speak about that Islam speaks about every normal act that will happen Islam deals with it in total precision and Islam gives us the alternatives and the way that we need to deal with it and the process of having to say to us the need that you and I need to accept the challenge that comes from us is the necessity. This is what Islam says to us. Right? So, I'm saying this year, unfortunately, their challenge for the uluhiya is to be able to identify... My life and my body as what has been given to me is not in accordance to what I'm supposed to be And I need to be able to live in what Allah Ta'ala guides me as Allah and His Rasul shows me And Allah Ta'ala shows us the people of Nabi Allah has cursed them When they said no, it's the way we want to do it Like the world is offering today, male can get married to male and female can get married to female This is un-Islamic, it is faulty. it is disgust It's it's inhumane, it's not human. Unfortunately, this is Allah's law. This is Allah's law. So, we are not here wanting to put things against somebody else. Remember, you and I are only Muslim when we are prepared to submit to what Allah is saying. Not to be able to miss or interpret it as we want to. The message is from Allah. The guidance is from Allah and His Messenger. And we follow them. And we do not interpret or misinterpret or misconstrue the matter and say, It's totally permissible. Oh no. It's not permissible. Allah makes it very, very clear. And Allah says, in the Holy Qur'an, Allah says, It is because the people of Nabi they went to be able to offer themselves male to males and female to females. And that was the challenge. That was the challenge they had to go. But because it came from an origin of disobedience, of arrogance, of wanting to do your own thing, And so when you recognize that you find yourself, if you do not come back to the path of Allah, if you do not admit to your own faults, or your faults of your forefathers, and you cannot beg Allah for pardon, for forgiveness, and you cannot want to be a righteous Muslim as Allah expects of you in a human form what Islam guides you to, then unfortunately you are encouraging the wrong and you're opening up the door. Listen to the extent, listen to the extent that Sharia deals with us. Listen to the extent that Allah and His Rasul, these with the issue. And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam says, If it's to be found that such a person is participating in the act, and doing it, and they accept it, and then, and they're not prepared to want to ask, how must I live as a Muslim and what Islam guides me to? If they're not prepared to and they want to do the wrong, then unfortunately, the Nabi says, the person must be killed. To be removed out of society he must be completely removed why because his action is going to contaminate filth and dirt and corruption and destruction in the total ummah for he is going to touch the other clean young men and young ladies they're going to touch the the clean ones and they're going to send their negativity into the society to only breed furthermore negativity filth corruption and destruction and the Nabi sallallahu wasallam says to us in hadith, Allah can going to send you curses, curses. Allah is going to send you in the form of sicknesses that that's not going to even be understood. You're not going to know where it comes from. The issue of sexuality, if it's not done appropriately, it can destroy. In the law of Allah, in the law of Allah, where sexuality is concerned, no man should enter any other place I mean should enter um, with his private parts into the uh, uh, the back of any other person male or female male or female for the moment you enter the allow me to tell you what happens from a medical point of view now I'm saying this because remember, Allah has created the total medical world, our physical bodies with the medical qualities in it. Allah has created it and placed it there. Allah placed in the in the in the private parts of the woman a product before the the, the 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 husband and wife becomes excited and they need to be able to play with one another as the foreplay as we call it, and the foreplay runs in the process of being with one another. Then the woman gives of a uh, 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 uh. something in the body that goes in the private parts and it cleans the private parts it cleans it it cleans it completely of all the main remember that same that very same private part is the place where the toxins of the body comes out the urine That very same place so Allah has created what we call a detergent inside the body of the woman Inside, pray if the husband and wife becomes excited with one another and they want to become intimate, then Allah, Allah allows that there comes in her, from her body side, a detergent that cleans her complete inside and cleans it. There's no detergent. We don't have a detergent that can actually do the cleaning on the earth. They haven't created that detergent yet. But Allah has placed it in the woman, uh, Subhanak. <laughs> from the time Allah created man. So detergent is there ever since, and it will be there until Yawm Al-Qiyamah. But that detergent, Allah did not place in the anus of anybody. Not the, any male or any female. So when a man enters into a person, into the anus, using the, 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 the back parts of, the, of, the, of another person, male or female, then unfortunately, the contamination and the filth and the dirt and the rubbish that's in the body, and the that the contamination and all that wrong it's gonna it affects the body. And so the, the male's private parts becomes contaminated with so much filth and dirt. And sickness comes over him called AIDS. Call it another name that you want to, call it the beautiful name that you want to, or how would you like to be treated if you have AIDS? You can do all the beauty. This is it. Is when you enter in this world a male allows himself to be able to do this Now, this is un-islamic it's uncalled we should not allow this to happen we should not the nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam goes as far as even saying listen to this listen to the seriousness of the matter the nabi says it is so contaminating it is so devastating it is so at, 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 in a negative process that if the one goes into it, it can happen that the next and the next and the next generation can land into it. Generations one after the other. And so the ummah and humanity can be destroyed by it. Subhanak. Listen to this. If the this says, if somebody has gone to the extent, going into the process of homosexuality, dealing with the act, using from one person to another, then the person doing the act must be killed. The person was doing the act must be killed, and the person to whom the act is done must also be killed. The person to whom the act was done must also be killed. Why? The nabi says, if it is a male, and the the, the one male has a, has worked with another male. Or affected the other male Then it's going to affect him in his life And he's going to do that thing again and again And he's going to do it with 10 others And those 10 is going to do it with 10 others I'm only mentioning 10, if not more But this is exactly what Allah has shown us in the Quran About the people of Nabi Lut. What has happened And how it spread The negativity That males was now calling on males And females was calling on females And to the extent and it opened the door for AIDS to every negativity. Yes, there's some children that was born with AIDS because their, forefathers, their fathers and their parents was, uh, was affected with AIDS. So yes, are we blaming the children? No, no, no. We don't blame those children. What we are saying is Islam shows us you cannot leave that type of thing in society. It must be removed out of society in totality, in complete removal. They must stay nothing behind. There must be no remnants of it. Everything must be removed out of society because they leave behind negativity. They will only destroy community. Subhanaklahula waqwaitil. Now Allah deals with this people. This is Allah's message unto Nabilut. To that extent when, when Allah sent the malaika to Nabilut And these people saw the malaika, they thought it was men and, 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 and in the process of homosexuality You almost want to go around to every man that you find if a, a man goes around to It he, he, uh, uh, shows in the Quran that they don't care They want to be with every man And Nabilud said to them, I have daughters you want to you can you use my daughters uh, get married to them and, uh, and live with him meaning he offers him the process of to come back to the path of Allah to want to live as Muslims as human beings as human beings should be living as the righteous human beings should be living living he offered them the opportunity and they refused and Allah took Nabilud away from them and Allah granted them success and away from processes Away from the wrath and what Allah did, Allah destroyed the people of Nabilut. Now, I would love to say what happened in the issue of Nabilut that you and I must be able to understand this could probably happen to anybody's family, could be happened to anybody's children. The challenge is a normal challenge, um, and, and so you can have any crave in life or any challenge in life. And the question that we need to ask what does Allah in the Quran say about my status and how am I supposed to do the right thing I'm human and what did the Nabi sallallahu alayhi showed to me as an implementation subhanak la hawla wa la illa billah it is not for no reason that the Quran was revealed it is for not for no reason that Allah has mentioned to us the details of what happened to the people of Nabilut. allah indicated to us that the fact that the males was prepared to go to males and females were prepared to go to females and people were not prepared to be able to live a righteous life of respect unfortunately it opened the doors for the uncomfort to come in our personal situation that we find ourselves in south africa today is the fact that the door has now opened where a man says i have i am a human and i have emotion for a male and for a female and i don't mind to sleep with a male now and later on with a female and i don't mind to sleep with a male and a female in one bed la it opened the door to the fault of sexuality to such an extent That they want us to accept them for who they are, and saying that they have a right to be seen as a different gender. There is no different gender. There is only two genders in the world of Allah's creation. In everything of Allah's creation, there is only two genders. There is not a third one. Subhanak May Allah open the path for all, all of us And that we actually need to understand our role That we need to play as Muslims for our people Inshallah
1: Shukran so much for that Sheikh the voice of Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams In your program Madrasa on A Developing Islam in Me We are now going over to our second topic And that is I am a Muslim What is expected of me So yeah I do also urge you You can send through your questions Through to our WhatsApp as well as our SMS Now Sheikh is going to be continuing As to where Sheikh stopped yesterday So do stay tuned Inshallah Sheikh Bismillah
0: Shukran um, jazakallah khair for that one, Yasmina. Alhamdulillah, we are now in the program in the section called "I Am a Muslim." So, what is expected of me? Um, in, in our last program, or yesterday's last program that we were dealing with yesterday, we were speaking on the topic of Salah and the prerequisites of Salah. And the Salah, the prerequisites, and we said one of those prerequisites is what we've dealt with prior called the Istinja. We've looked into that subject matter and we've gone over to the the second one. We're dealing with what we call now the Wudu, one of those cleansing processes that we we need to do. We need to clean ourselves for the sake of ibadah. Now, um, it's because of the Salah that we take Wudu. Or, or because of using any form of ibadah that we take wudu, and wudu is something that, in actual fact, a person clads himself with a garb, but that garb is not necessarily a physical garb only, it is more so a spiritual garb. I think we can understand what I'm saying here. It is a garb that you ca- cover yourself in, or that you dress yourself in, but that. Garb, garb that you dress yourself in Should be a spiritual garb It has physicality to it But that physicality leads to the spirituality And that spiritual process If the physical process thereof is in its place It brings about a spiritual place, a, a situation in our bodies And that allows us to be able to go in salah s- Interact with Allah Ta'ala Or to be able to get more barakah Rahmah mercy from Allah, if we deal with in that state in whatever we do. That state as I say, it's a garb that you cover, it's like a physical garb in Afrikaans, it's amper so as a baai ki what you aantrek, right? Of it's what you oog way of secret delen of your lichaam It's why you in your gezicht sit or your gezicht pad and you place it on your arms and on your, on your kop and you place it on your voete right? And as you die die goed is there geplaatst and now is to go in a place like what happens when people enters into the hazardous, hazardous uh, zones then they've got special clothing to enter in there and if they are not dressed properly for that state then unfortunately they will not be able to, be, to, to go into there and if they go in there without that dress then unfortunately so many harms can touch their body can affect their body some of them soon and some of them later can affect them negatively that's panic now what happens in the udu situation is it's not a negative zone or a negative process it's a positive thing it's something positive it brings about spirituality of great positivity and goodness and being able to create a positive vibe from the soul and the body to be able to relate and to have a connection with allah taala and if you're in that state where the Salah is concerned, your Salah becomes accepted, or can be accepted. And if you're without that state, unfortunately no Salah will be accepted. So that state is an important fact. It is a psychological, spiritual state. And the, the action is a physical action, but you one needs to understand, you need to put yourself into that state as well. That you realize my Wudu is for that state. And if you do anything, like I called it a garb, clothing that you wear, if anything in that clothing is not completed, it doesn't cover the portions that it should be, then unfortunately you are not rightly dressed, your garb is not pure, and it lacks certain things, and unfortunately that does not allow you then to have that link of intimacy where ibadah is concerned and so in the words of the nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he says if a person is negligent in that ibadah in that ibadah called the wudu or careless within that and he doesn't put emphasis to his mind and considering become cognizant while i'm taking the wudu of what is the purpose here and realize it is all to do with a spiritual process of my body then unfortunately The person does not make a qualitative um, wudu, and that creates a situation where the salah is not accepted He performs the salah or he feels that he has performed the salah, but unfortunately the Salah does not get accepted. May Allah protect So the process of understanding what we are busy with is such an important reality in our life in application to the extent that we need to see that the wudu are, are being done appropriately righteously done and thus is what I've actually done did with our people when I've asked you yesterday please go and check in surah number five verse number six allow me to share the verse with you Now I know you've done most of you have done your research um, for those of you who did not do the research, please, I beg you. Um, it's only for your own advantage. Go. Go there. Just open the Qur'an. You're going to see the barakah that Allah's going to grant you, Ya'wm al Qiyamah, of the fact that you opened this Qur'an, and the fact that you've read these verses, and the fact that you tomorrow can speak to your grandchildren or your great-grandchildren or the future in reminding them what Allah Ta'ala says. And you're now not going to say it, it comes from any Sheikh or any Mawlana, but you're going to say it comes from Allah in the Holy Quran. May Allah open the path for us, inshallah.
1: Shukran, so much for that. She is going to be continuing as to where she stopped uh, before the break. Sheikh, Bismillah.
0: Shukran, Jazakullah khair. Um, we, we were just reminding the people of the fact that they did some research for us, they went to look for the verses alhamdulillah as I've said if for some reason or another you did not you didn't have that opportunity or your circumstances didn't allow you then let's take down the information so that you and I can can grow right remember we the purpose for Madrasa in is to be able to allow us as Muslims to understand what is it Allah wants us in the Quran is all about our message from Allah and we need to be able to say what does Allah say all of us all of us. It did not the scholars. Yes, the scholars will be able to know so much more and more than us. But at least we can find Allah says in the Quran that, and our Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says in Ahadith that. Right. Now that is our least responsible to show our concern for growth and development, and we can guide and show our offspring and our children as to the path of Allah. This messenger Allah grant all of that, all of those good things. To all of us and that we actually do our responsibility To allow our ummah To return back to the path of Allah and His Rasul For it is that which our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Is given to the Sahaba. When the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa taught the Sahaba, sallam, the Sahaba didn't say the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says Allah says in the Qur'an, no, they said the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said to us, he taught us, but Allah says that in the Qur'an, and Allah says this, and this is how we need to, all of us need to get exposure to this Qur'an, it must become alive and vibrant in our understanding. And so if I do something and I know Allah is saying to this to me in the Quran, I go and do the research as to where is it and what does Allah say and I see listen to Allah's message and I then ask the question, if this is what Allah says to us and He speaks to all of us, how did our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Implement this in his life So that I can understand Because when it all came to us I cannot just interpret it The way I see it Because our Nabi's duty And responsibility Is to take the message from Allah And to illustrate it to us In a human form Remember, remember it's academic It's very academic The Quran It's information only But that must be transformed From the academic To the the, 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 the personified version to, to personify, to love it to act it, to carry it out a, as in human form how do we see wudu in human form? Now the, the, the wudu in the Quran is the wudu, which is the academic, the wudu in the hadith is the wudu that's academic plus implementation or application of what a human, as we say, take it to personified version May Allah open the path. Inshallah, so Allah speaks to us in Surah Five, verse six, and Allah says, <laughs> Allah says to us, and what is really the message that Allah says? Allah says. O oh, you people who believe, and Allah just speaks to the believers, and you and I, we are believers, Alhamdulillah, may Allah grant us to be real believers. If Allah encourage us using those words and calling us the believers, Allah does so because Allah wants us to feel we are believers. And if we are not there, that we are working towards getting into that level of making ourselves, and we want to and we must love to be able to see that we do not die unless we die on the level where we are believers. Ya Rabb, may Allah grant us that, inshaAllah. And so Allah says, ayyuha أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ amanu إِذَا كُمْتُمْ إِلَى الصَّلَةِ When you find yourself in a situation where you need to go and perform salah, you get from a situation and you need to be able to go to perform salah, then this is a necessity for you. فَغْسِلُوا هُجُوهَكُمْ Go and wash your faces, Allah says. وَأَيْدِيَكُمْ إِلَى And wash your hands until your elbows biru برؤوسكم and then rub your heads. arjulakum إلى الكعبين and do so to your feet until your your, your uh, um, the ankles. so this is the description of Allah Taala. but Allah Allah goes and says the hand and then Allah says from the hand to where? so you have an explanation of from where to where with a hand. So, when Allah says, Aydiyakum, reference is to the hand and the arms. Because Allah says, Wash the hands until the elbows. So it means the arm, the, the forearm, is part of the hand referred to by Allah. Because you and I, in the modern day and the time when we speak about a hand, we speak from the wrist to, to, to the fingers, inclusive of that. And that's the hand. But Allah to the clear, clears that by saying, yeah uh, and your hands must be washed and you must pass the forearm until you get to the 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 the, 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 the uh, what we call the elbow as i said allah describes that but when allah says wash your faces what is our faces from where out to where is our faces if i take my hands and i make my hands wet do I splash the face, the, the water into my face? And then that means the splashing make it. Or from where to where must the rubbing or the flowing of water go onto my face? And that is part of the discussion that comes from the Nabi Muhammad. Allah mentions in the Quran, But Allah Ta'ala knows that the Quran, it doesn't go all details Say exactly from where to where And what must the rubbing, we love looking like And what must go, and how many times it must be done That is, Allah has given the law The basic, and Allah has put it all down there So you and I can understand The, the, the law comes from Allah And Allah instructs, and Allah shows us Our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa Just gave us clarity Opened up our minds Opened us to understand That there is where and how We come to understand it so Allah goes further: sahu and rub your heads. Now wamsahu bi ruusikum, rub your heads could mean rub your heads or rub a portion of your heads. Again, the clarity of that comes through the depth of how clarity, for implementation, or personifying, making it alive for a human to be able to interact and understand with it in clear clarity. Allah sent the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa to clearly show us in his action how we should understand that. And Allah inspired him with a depth, with each and every depth of understanding. And Jibreel was there to expose him to and give him depth and understanding of what must happen. Subhanak la hawla wa la illa billah. Wa bi ri'usikum wa arjulakum ila al-ka'bain. And the feet until thee... The, 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 uh, the ankles So we understand that Clarity to all these things comes from uh, Nabi sallallahu wasallam, The basic law comes from Allah
1: Shukran so much for that Sheikh We have ended off with our second part Of the program being I am a Muslim What is expected of me And we now head on to leadership in Islam And its progression And like Sheikh always does it she's going to be recapping From where she stopped yesterday Sheikh Bismillah
0: Shukran jizrak, l- khid, for that one Yasmina in our segment of leadership in Islam, and uh, what's expected of me, and uh, its progression in, of that leadership, um, we, we dealt with the topic of communication, and under-communication, we, we dealt with what we called Nasihah yesterday. And we looked at the various things of Nasihah, and we ended up of how the Sahaba, radiallahu anhum dealt with Nasihah, how our Nabi sallallahu sallam told us about Nasiha in our life, and uh, that advice needs to be a common and a normal thing in our life we even showed us uh, I said now Omar reacted to it and said that it is a good you it's a great gift if you grant me and admi- my you give me advice by reminding me of my faults and my errors and my shortcomings subhanak um, la hawla wa la illa billah we mentioned to you the nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says oh, we mentioned that our oh, nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said to all of us that um, it is the huck of a Muslim when somebody is in need of advice that we need to give him advice. Or somebody calls for advice that we must give advice. So it's, 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 we not we, don't, we haven't given an option to be able to deal with the topic. So the issue of advice giving should become a norm. And that's what we said yesterday. We need to be able to see that it becomes a norm again in society for that makes us Muslims. Yes, all of us is in need of advice And my children and now you, your children will always be in advi- need of advice And so many of us, like me There's many things that I do not know If you do not advise me, you do not remind me You do not show me to it then I might go astray And who's to be blamed if you know my faults If you see it If you see I do so many wrong things Who's to be blamed for it And who's Allah going to blame when Allah has exposed you to be able to see my faults or see my errors? But you don't remind me. You think it's right for you to keep quiet. And Islam does not expect and has shown us when man keeps quiet on what he sees must be done. Realizes these are the things that must be done. And this is how we must go about and we remain silent on that. We are going to be kept responsible because of our silence because islam means we take the responsibility of leadership in the realizing that others is going to come after us before us there has been parents and family and people and the elders and the scholars that is in life and they advised us and by necessity by pure and pure necessity we are forced to be able to be the leaders to be the role models to be the guides of those who comes after us right others has been before us and we just take that is our obvious role so the role of leadership the role of being role models the role these are the necessity every one of us need to be able to understand that, that is what is meant for us that we are leaders we're gonna be leaders circumstances can take us into situations where we need to be leaders example that when you are in a masjid, you must recognize you are a leader There's so many people who doesn't know what Islam is expecting of them and you must show them your character in the masjid, your behavior in the masjid, your interaction in the masjid. Because you are a role model And if you make errors and mistakes And live and do Islam your way The way I want And everything is hunky-dory Okay, don't tell me And don't ask me And I don't want to know I'm not interested to find out What is expected of me as a Muslim So that I can be the true role model And the leader that Islam expects of me Then unfortunately Allah is going to keep you Who didn't care who didn't realize that you are a leader that you must be the leader that you must be the person who shows to others and so the obvious question is part of leadership is the necessity to want to know to want to understand what is what am i supposed to do what is the, the message that was given unto me and, and and that message how did our nabi sallallahu alaihi wa sallam expose us to that and yes, he did. Listen to the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam when he says to us, Sallu kamara When you make salah, please make absolutely sure, one hundred percent, that your salah is exactly the salah that you've seen I made because remember the reason for this is not because that you only make salah the way i make salah yes you are if you do anything other than that you call it what you want to but you did not perform salah you can call it anything give it all the names you want to call it acrobatics you want to call it exercises you want to call it uh, um, uh, whatever you want to call it just call it whatever but according to nabi sallallahu alaihi Wasallam, you did not perform salah you'll name it whatever because salah is. Be- a very, very extremely specific detail in everything that we do. It's got a physical form and it has a spiritual form. And we need to know, but when I go into public, when I stand in front of my children when I said then I need to see that I give to them the message says the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you see that you perform your salah the way I taught you the salah and you've learned it from me you've gone to the detail to tell yourself you don't know it unless you go and learn and seek the understanding but not salah only all our ibadah. we don't pick it up from the sky we need to ask the questions, Mom, why do you do this? Uh, why, Dad? Then they tell us, or oh, Khalifa, why? Or oh, teacher, why? In the madrasa? You, we need to ask the why of it so that we know and come to recognize what is it Allah and His Rasul has guided us to. For that is the role in leadership. And so the issue of understanding advice is a common thing that's they always gonna be people but remember the hadith of the nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he says when there's a need for advice and you know it then it's a fart. you don't weren't given a a a, a democratic right to choose whether i want to or not want to know no the democracy is in submission to what allah wants and see that you and i Carry that out in our life. May Allah grant us kheir and barakah. Um, people, the issue of advice goes to the extent, uh, as we've said, what our Nabi has told us. We spoke yesterday about the, the sense the person that gives advice and the person receiving advice. The person receiving advice must have an open heart to want to accept and want to carry out, and the person who gives advice must be tactful, gentle and and, uh, make it as a sort of conducive as possible so that people can accept the process at the same time Islam wants us to understand that when you and I are in the process of advice in in receiving advice listen attentively to people and most probably you're going to be advised by many yes uh, you might meet, meet somebody, and this person speaks about this, that, and the other, but he is not an expert in, in in some field, or he claims to be an expert in that field, and or he is not somebody who is guided appropriately. But you ask him, you think he's an adult, you think he looks like a big person, you can probably ask him the question, and you ask him the question, and he advises you, and so when he or she advises you, and then you just take to their advice. And Allah taught us in the Holy Quran, we are not supposed to be like that Yes, we be oh, we, our ears must be open, our eyes must be open to look for advice We must be ready to want to accept when people give us advice But we must also understand that there is powers at play Who wish to corrupt us, who wish to destroy us And there are certain powers at play who don't have the intention But because they don't know better We must recognize the fact this person is just speaking So if this person is speaking from a base which is not appropriate to guide us to that Then we do not, and Allah shows us how in the Quran it happens that Iblis in actual fact has advised our father. He advised he came to our father and said, But I'm giving you good advice. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> now Allah uses this to teach us that is Iblis by himself. He's that is him as his makeup is like that. And do you think if he, lay, he did that to our father you he will leave you and me? Do you think that you are greater than our father? Our father Nabi Adam You think you are greater than him And you can be better than him And stronger than him Allah has shown us in the lesson That even Adam alayhi salam Which Allah has created as the father of all humanity And given him great wisdom and insight Yet he fell prey to the advice of Adam Of of, of Iblis, of Shaitan and so obviously we must we must when we are prepared we must guard against being deceived. That people don't give us wrong advice or don't we don't listen to wrong things or negative things or harmful things or not being either the, the various mediums that there is today that can expose us to negativities, now the they are the intention is to deceive. The intention is corruption, is destruction. Um, uh, 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 the many things that there is on 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 our our, our mediums that 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 is that is negative things that comes through that reaches us and our children, may Allah protect, and we must be the wiser. Um, look at Allah telling us what happened with Nabi Yusuf ﷺ, and Allah says to us how the brothers of Nabi Yusuf said, "We are nasihoon We are Allah says." We will actually give him good advice. We will advise him. We have good wishes for him. We have sincere, well wishes for him. Good wishing for him, the best for him. Our intentions is perfectly pure and clean, but they intended to deceive. And Allah says, uh, what they Allah tells us what they say to educate you and me to realize, in the world that we are living in, we probably can be deceived by many things. Shaitan is never ever going to stop deceiving you and me. And it can happen that there is human beings that also wants to deceive us. Many times you go down the, an area, you ask the person, where is this, that and the other. And he says, go straight down the road, but he knows it's around the corner. So he intend to deceive. And this happens in the life of man at times. And you and I should be the wiser that we do not accept just everything or anything. Yes, accept, but also try to have a sense of caution. Be cautious of what probably could happen, and look at if you know the person, and you know the positivity in the man, you take to what he says as to be truthful, and you t- you know that this person is a recognized, a respected person in his life, and he will not misguide others, then you probably can take from him. But if you are not sure, then we need to put a sense of caution to when we listen to others. And in, in in life, probably we could be given many advices, a million different forms of advices. So, where do you draw the line? Some positive and some others. Some telling you this way. And some of them you can blend and mend and put together or gel together. And others, they can't be geled together. The one stands in the opposite direction of the other. So, we need to be able to realize that uh, if I take this and that and I try to put them together, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in the sense of havoc I don't even know where to draw the line may Allah open the path for all of us and grant us the understanding that in the process of advice giving the realization or at receiving advice is to be able to preserve ourselves to guard ourselves against being deceived especially against wrongful people or realizing that shaitan is going to open up the door to negativity for all of us may Allah grant us forgiveness and so Giving advice is obligatory on us regardless of the way it is received Societies and prophets uh, and Societies the Prophet has reminded as he minded us were destroyed due to the neglect of advice When we neglected giving advice and receiving advice, Allah has destroyed other people. Ya Rabb, na'udhu above all advice must be offered for the sake of Allah alone and not for any worldly purpose a very very important factor that when we give advice or when advice has been given to others you must do so for the sake of Allah you must see that you are clear of having to misguide others and if you realize that you are not the expert in a field or you do not know the extent don't be useful if look for your love know that that happens a lot in our society but sometimes they harm the processes So how pure is that for the sake of Allah But you don't even know the subject matter or You, you know that you are not the best So keeping quiet at that moment Remaining silent is more valuable Than having to give wrongful advice Remember when you want to help somebody and you are not giving with insight and understanding but you want to say your say then you can corrupt you can destroy you can harm the person and the person can go into the wrong and start to believe seeing you as no, as Kik for as a Budhava Khurmat we must be honest with ourselves and so the se- the issue of advice giving is a necessity if I cannot be specific to the issues that's needed, I'd rather keep quiet. Right? Because that is what Annabi has taught us. It's best for me to remain silent, instead of having to say my say. But it's not good for Muslims to remain silent at all times. I must learn the skill of communication. It's a necessity. And advice giving is also a necessity. It's a fart. So I cannot say, ek het me. Oh no. No, no. Every one of us It's compulsory, we must develop the skill of communication, the skill of advice giving, must develop with us. And that is what Islam says to us, not wanting to be a fence sitter all the time. No, 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 no. We must develop our qualities. We must develop and recognize it's a fart. Communication that we see to sound communication is a fart. And the process of advice giving is a fart, a necessity. So she a fart is, a fart. Like it's going to toilet to have to leave myself, it's a fart. So is it a fart that you and I, every Muslim must recognize the development of sound communication, the development of um, being leaders and true leaders, and the development of skills such as uh, uh, um, advice giving nasiha, is a necessity, every Muslim, a necessity, a fart. Nobody gets away from it and nobody says, you can be the, you decide to remain silent for the moment, but you cannot remain silent forever. You may not. This is what Allah has put onto all of us.
1: Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. We are also in our final segment being Leadership in Islam and its Progression. I'm going to be handing over to Sheikh to continue. We Sheikh, stop. Sheikh Bismillah.
0: Shukran. JazakAllah. Yasmina we we said before the break of the importance of 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 nasiha and that we mentioned the process of the fact that it is obligatory we don't have an option and we wouldn't given the right to choose whether we should or not if you and i are muslim and we accept the fact that we are muslim then advice giving is a necessity and we must participate in it right and we must see that we help to develop this world and having to realize the world that you and I are in need of, the, the world that you and I are in, we are in need of advice. And besides we being at, in, in need of advice, we also see circumstances that others are in need of advice, and we have the, the advice and the knowledge, and we must advise, we must share advice. Now, if we are not going to start at a certain point, we're never going to get there. If we can constantly say, no, 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 not me, no, not I, not uh, that is, remember we said, that is un-Islamic, is being the enemy of Islam, is being standing against Allah and His Messenger, so we were guided. And we're supposed to take that as Muslims, that responsibility, it's part of the leadership that every Muslim must develop in. That there is constant flow in this deen of Allah, that the Ummah, the Ummah, the Muslim, each and everyone is ready to give advice. Now, we've said to us, there's usually two formats of advice. The first one is general advice and the other one is specific advice. So get ourselves into the role of the necessity of general advice on a continuous basis. Why? Because I need reminders. I uh, make faults and I'm and and, and by the word I am speaking to each and every I. Every eye that listens to me right now, I'm speaking to specifically you. To Saying to you, you say, I have so many areas in me which I need others to guide me with. Start to accept that. So that when I take to the advice, I learn, I develop, I improve, I change, I become meaningful, I, de- I become nearer to Allah, I come to submit to what Allah and His Messenger want. I become that person. And if I, if this can happen to me the I then yes so I need to understand but there's so many others that's also in need of advice which I got from others of what is positive of Allah and his deen and we've said the Nabi sallallahu alaihi Wasallam says to us a deenul nasiha if you are Muslim this deen of Islam the whole deen is advice so you and i by necessity has no option so we must see how advice becomes meaningful and you no know, big people most probably it seems that i'm hoping here but i feel i want to just ask other people please if you don't mind, make the need. Yeah that oh Allah grant us the exposure of these things that must come back to us, that we become real Muslims and true Muslims. Unfortunately, we are billions of kilometers away from that. We see we live in an era that almost nobody wants to say nothing to nobody else. We do not share anything. There's no sense. Why does the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says, the deen of Islam is where Advice giving flows positively from all in every direction. Those who give and those who take. But every one of us must be ready to give and everybody must be ready to take. May Allah grant us righteous recipients, good recipients of advice that's gonna benefit us, so that it can bring wonderful change, wonderful exposure, wonderful great positive positive positiveness into us of Islam. Because if we can say in this era that we are truly Muslim, I beg to differ that we are somewhat blind or squint. We do not see the reality. May Allah grant us not to be blind, neither to be squint. May Allah grant us true insight, true wisdom that we really look at the circumstance and see the need to be able to bring about that which Allah wants us to do so that we can bring back true Islam to us and that you and I, we can live as Muslims and we can leave behind a positive legacy in true Islam to the generations to come that they cannot blame anybody. But they can be thankful for the fact that Allah has granted us to be exposed to Islam And that we've been given the true processes that Allah grants for us insha'Allah And we've, we've shown in the process how unfortunately man God gone astray in the words of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa They were destroyed due to the neglect of advice We also want to remind us of the fact that we should not be put off by others We should not be feeling bad mm to those who was who, not prepared to accept our advice. Um, if people don't want to accept your advice, don't feel bad. Uh, you, you've done your very, very best. You've tried to you give your best. Um, appreciation and, and being thankful or grateful, people sometimes don't accept for you now what you say, but then later on in life they start to, subhanak, they put that about two, three-maandige leader, look, now comes to and so not always as people accept your advice or mine be frank be do the things to the best guide them gently and kindly give them the truth even if it hurts them even if they don't like it but do so with sincerity. and when you do so with sincerity and you beg of Allah and then Allah's gonna allow them to be able to understand when it's best for them and now they're gonna appreciate most probably they're gonna say thank you very very much for granting me the exposure that you've given me
1: Shukran, so much for that, Sheikh. We're still in our last segment being leadership in Islam and its progression, and that is for Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. And also on technical controls, taking over the reins of Nazim Peterson is Auntie Abida Dixon Muhammad. I'm now going to be handing it over back to Sheikh for Sheikh to continue, inshallah, and then also to conclude. Sheikh, Bismillah.
0: Shukran, Auntie Yasmina. Um, uh, For today, inshallah, we hope to be able to give us the last part of advice or the process of advice in Islam. Um, the, the person who gives the advice The person who gives the advice Must at the same time have in his heart The possibility that what I've given as, as advice Might not be the full correct thing You see, when we give You must do your best that you can But also feel there might be something in mind What I've given That is probably not completely right And I must feel that Even I do try to give the best I I might be not giving And so the person to whom I've given the Advice might not always accept My advice or might even know Better than me or know Something and feels that it's great As long as it doesn't become An argument that we fight one another In the process but We must be able to say to the person This is my best that I've given to you That I can according to me But there might be fault in what I say so you see, you see, it shows a sense of humility of the self, and it doesn't show the ego that blows out and shaitan that grows into me and my satanism that that wants to develop in me. So, because I, Islam shows us, shaitan has given our father advice, and if I am the type that I also want to give advice, and because it will you it can No, that is not. Even if believe, I can be at fault of what I'm saying here. I probably would give the best advice I can or I could, but also must not allow myself to believe that I am the only perfect person and I've got the right thing. Subhanak. Islam wants all of us to have that sense of humility and humbleness with us all the time that even if I need to pass over advice, that I believe within me, I believe firmly believing me that there might be error within me and I ask Allah to pardon me if I but to guide the person to what is best for that person, right? May Allah grant khair and barakah.
1: Shukran so much for that Sheikh here. Here's something that came through on our WhatsApp number. It says, as Sheikh Mashallah." topic. As Sheikh has said, you must tell that person when wrong. Is it not the right to do this between you two, you and the person and not in the crowd? where others will hear as sometimes it can be embarrassing.
0: Yes, I, I, a very really good question. I think we need to understand the process of when it comes to advice, there is what we said general advice. Mm-hmm. And general advice you can say in public to everybody. So I can give everybody, I can speak to the to everybody, listen to us by the millions out there. I'm giving you advice. Please remember your relationship with Allah. That's general advice. So I don't need to go and stand one side. Yes, but when it is something that's going to most probably affect the person, and if it, I can do it with him gently and kindly, and take him one side on specifics, then that is best to do, because if it's something specific, I don't want other people to be able to listen to that. I need to be able to deal with that advice personally with the person. And so sometimes we can even make mistakes by having to want to do a specific advice, and unfortunately I give it to the person in the wrong way. We must just admit to the fact that we can also make mistakes, and we should then ask the person for a for the fact that you and I, I, I should have told it to you this way, I... I uh, and because we are human uh, and we should accept it from all sides, but advice giving is a necessity that needs to come back into the society and and, and we must be able to deal with it. My objective is wanting to, to let us understand part of the development of leadership in the Ummah of Islam is to spring back that which Allah and His Rasul have shown us, how we should be doing the act in accordance, right? And we were trying to show. In in the finality, in the process of, of 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 the advice giving that there is, that sense, I mean, I feel that I try to give my best, but I probably can be wrong in the process. Um, may Allah forgive me and I've pardoned me, and the person can understand that that is. So I need to be able to have that gentle. Humble way to give the advice and not to want to be boastful or bragging or allow my ego to take over. And I think I am that person now. billah, remember the I person, shaitan, and he is shown to us thinking about himself and uh, uh, praising himself and seeing himself as the better person every all the time. Now the billah has misguided us to so much negativities when we turn to Allah. Allah will guide us to what is best in our dunya and best of our Akhirah and we probably can be at ad- advice and, and Guidance and here must probably I need to say to all of you for all that I am sitting here in front of you Speaking to you. I need to admit that I am not the best of people. I am not the best of persons I'm not the best of scholars. I have many faults many weaknesses many shortcomings. please make dua for me and you know that I am making a mistake or an error, please bring it to my phone, to my reminder, so that I don't pass my negativity over to others. Please, if you do not mind. But let us do so in a very decent and respectable way with one another, right? And let us show that sense of, because the truth is, I only share what I've been exposed to, and may Allah grant and baraka. that most probably there's others who's better exposed than me, that they can guide even me and you and all of us, inshaAllah. I think hereby we just want to give the reminder of people our time is the thing that goes as we <laughs> we don't always take charge of that The reminder of the fact that the excursion is taking place on the 26th of this month And please get yourself um, registered for, 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 for the excursion please We need to know how many people there is going to be We need to prepare for you um, Yes, uh, we need to let you understand um, uh, uh, Most probably I would want to start by saying to, to in this week We're going into town inshallah we're going to town somewhere and and in next week we're going to go to the details of where we're going to and what what really you need to prepare yourselves for in, in that excursion but i want all of you to be part of that and see how can we all grow through that excursion, inshallah Shukran JazakAllah Khair. Finally, let us make dua together in such sort. Ussal A'udhu biLlahi min al-Shaytan ar-Rajim biSs-Sami rahim Wa asr azir Inna al-insan lafi A'zir illa al-Ladina amanu wa amilus salihat wa ta'wasu bi al-Haqi wa ta'wasu bi sabr. Wa sallallahu ala sayyidina wa maulana Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa barik b'salam. SubhanakaAllahumma wa bihamdik nashhadu an la ilaha illa from
1: myself, Yasmina Peterson, as well as everyone aboard, we wish you Assalamu alaikum, Rahmatullahi wa barakat, and have a great day further.